0: you're listening to the oz tv podcast
1: only on the oz network welcome to the oz network for a very special mid-season recap of a show we never recapped at the beginning of the season but uh, we are here to talk about it now as the season turned out much better than expected and uh, we're hoping this can lead to more we are of course talking about the amazing race uh, a show that we used to cover at least for several years back during the Survivor Oz days. We had The Amazing Race Oz. So a bit of a revival here. And uh, minus, I think, about three people from our panel. But we do have the two most important ones here. Me, of course, Colin. And also joining us today is Anthony Rossi. Most recently heard on the Billy Garcia Survivor uh, <laughs> the Game Changers recap. Do you remember what episode that was?
0: Uh, four?
1: But this is the first time we've talked about The Amazing Race since probably mid-season of season 27, a season that we didn't get to finish that as well. We're very committed to the Amazing Race, as you can tell. Uh, We're just
0: picking up where we left off. Yeah,
1: it's just we're picking up two seasons later, but I think it still counts. But we do hope to have lots of Amazing Race content coming. We'll get into some of that later on. But uh, the original plan was to do the Amazing Race. And, I mean, this network, the Oz Network, all launched very suddenly back during March, Uh, when Survivor went on the air and at the same time we were launching movie episodes and we had interviews and we're doing other TV shows and the idea came up well can we do The Amazing Race and you had asked about it Rossi and I'm like I just don't know if we have time but the idea I had was to do it where maybe we could start off the season you know maybe do a preview episode and then and after episode one then pick up mid-season and then late season You know, Obviously, it would be great to cover it every single week, but there's just not always time. I kind of like the Amazing Race Canada, and you know you've seen this, and I'm hoping other people out there, if you haven't, go out and watch the Amazing Race Canada, because it's way better than this, and this is a decent season, but Amazing Race Canada, way better. And what the Amazing Race Canada does is they do a midway point show, and it's almost done like a reunion show where they have the teams on, and that's kind of what we're going for here. We are going to be talking about the legs. We're not going to be doing a full recap of everything we went on, but we'll talk about who's been on so far, what teams we like, and everything. Before we even get going here on episode one and everything that we missed up until now, uh, Rossi, what are your feelings on this season going in? What were your feelings? And uh, what are your feelings now that we're halfway through the season?
0: Going in, it was very tricky because a lot of people are calling this the final season of The Amazing Race, Mm -hmm. um, considering they've completely abandoned all sort of um, formatting and everything. They're playing by new rules. They're not... They're doing whatever they want, and a lot of people are calling it the end. However, I don't think it's the end because it's actually really entertaining and really good. And I think that going in, a lot of the worry is you're removing the best part of the race, which is pre-existing relationships that may not be the most cohesive. And I'm finding that we're actually getting these like dynamic relationships, even with people that have never met. Um, We've seen Liz and Michael have fights. We've seen Bank and Ashton get to it. Even people... Um, like Seth and Olive have had their struggles even though they're relatively cohesive. So I think that it's surprisingly working out a lot better than anyone anticipated, probably even more than Phil anticipated. So I'm loving it.
1: I'm really surprised uh, about it too. I wasn't sure what to think. I mean, I thought the twist was interesting, but of course it reminds you a lot of season 26, the Love Connection twist. <laughs> uh <laughs> And this is really nothing like that. Uh, I, I think that they did hit on something with that where there could be interesting dynamics if you put two people together that didn't know each other. But the problem was the setup for that was that you were telling these people we want you to get along, you know, as as you're all supposed to be in love now. Uh, whereas with this season, it's just a regular Amazing Race season. It's It's kind of an interesting experiment to see What would happen if you put Strangers together and could you get the same thing? And I think overall, I probably still prefer having teams that know each other. But as a one-off or even something to do every once in a while, I like this idea. And, you know, I was even talking to Ben about this. And Ben was saying, like, you know, is the Amazing Race uh, still going? (laughs) Um, I think he was more asking if we were still doing the Amazing Race. But uh, he was saying that he was shocked that they'd never done this twist before. And I'm kind of shocked that it's taken 29 seasons to do this. Uh, In retrospect, I think if you go back to season 26... And you do this twist then, where it's just strangers, but it's not about falling in love, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> I think that season twenty six comes off better, and I think the ratings hold up better overall. It should be noted, you're saying like this is, you know, what people are considering the final season of The Amazing Race and everything. And uh, I don't know. I think the the ratings overall are probably even to what they were in the past couple seasons. I don't think it's really taken a nosedive or anything. I mean, have you been following anything about uh, the ratings overall? It looks like they're consistent.
0: I never pay attention to the ratings.
1: It's not up against Last Man Standing, which is something that she noted. Uh, the perpetual loser to Last Man Standing. But they started it late too, which is I think another reason why it did take us a while to uh, pick up on this. Because it was such a late start and it really just went back to back with Survivor. But And uh,
0: they postponed it because this is not when it normally airs. Mm-hmm. It normally airs earlier. And we had to wait a few months to even get it if we were even going to get it.
1: Yeah, this is reminding me a lot of the first few seasons of uh, The Amazing Race where it wasn't really consistent when it was going to air. I remember season one of Amazing Race aired in the fall and then season two was, I think, the summer and season three was the fall again and then season four was like the next summer. It was just all over the place and I, I think everybody kind of expected it would be back in the fall and they usually do two editions per season but now they're not. So, I mean, who knows? This could be going back to those first four or five seasons that we originally had where maybe it'll be next summer. The next time we see amazing race, I don't know, but I think the show still has legs and looking at the viewers. I mean, uh, season 27 here at this point had only one episode over 6 million viewers. And looking at season 29 here, I think we've had every single episode so far over 6 million viewers. So I think it's holding up over overall. Um, I'm hopeful that we're going to get more seasons because this is in a way it's it's funny, every time we have one of these new twists, we're always saying, oh, I thought it was going to be worse than it was, but it turned out to be pretty good. We talked about that with the uh, um, social media twist they had, but this one, it really is different because what all those other ones were missing, the blind dating twist, the social media one, is with the blind dating, those people were, like I said, told to get along. With the social media one, those people, it was their job to be on camera and it was really about, well, you don't want to look bad on camera. With this It's right back to, okay, well, we want these arguments. You know, That's part of the fun of the race and seeing people disagree. So uh, I think it's been working overall. And the teams, we'll get into that in a second, but the way that these teams were chosen, you are the one who originally spoiled for me how this was going to happen, and that's what really sold me on this twist working, that these people chose their own partners this time around. And in some cases, it works out brilliantly, and in other cases, it's just a disaster. So did you like how it ended up playing out? I know that you were saying you were a fan of the idea of it but do you like how it ended up playing out in the first episode with the challenge and then the people who I guess perform best in that challenge being able to choose who they wanted one after the other
0: I think they handled it really well because I was very nervous because um, you have the tendency um where at first the challenge just to address the challenge I think it was really good that it was part physical part navigation part mentals so you had to have all these components it wasn't just a I don't know, a weightlifting competition and only the strong would be able to do it and then the weak would get toward the end. Um, but I think that another issue that it could have faced was that the person who won picks the second
2: mm-hmm. and then the
0: third will pick the fourth and then the fifth, you know, and then we get that just and then the last two people are left. And we didn't get that. And, I, and that's not something they can plan for. But I really like that, that Tara picked uh, Joey, mm-hmm. is name, who is last and so like, I think we got that good combination yeah we got someone like Seth who picked Olive who was second but then we got a little bit of diversity in that and I like that a lot so I think that it worked well because it wasn't just all the strong people and then all the weaker people supposedly um, I think it worked really well
1: and it's funny because we're six episodes in now to this and it doesn't feel any different from a regular Amazing Race season we're at the point now where these people seem to know each other and all of these teams just fit the regular casting type. You know, we have the strong male team, Matt and Redmond, that just happen to pick each other. We have the team that's just so full of personality with team fun, Becca and Floyd. Uh, we have the team that's just, they seem like they'd be best friends, but then they're just polar opposites, Brooke and Scott. Uh, Liz and Michael, though, the underdogs that, you know, uh, should never even be there. And of course, Vank and Ashton, just <laughs> the walking disaster team. It, it, it almost seems like. I don't know, I feel like in a way... I'm not saying that they did influence these choices, but some of these teams worked out so well that I have to wonder, were they exposed to each other pre-game? I haven't heard any interviews or exit interviews or anything, but you take a team like Becca and Floyd, and you cannot even... accidentally cast two people like that. It has to be intentional. So I wonder if maybe they watched each other interact and they're like, oh, I kind of want this person. Obviously we had some cases like with Shamir just saying, yeah, I wanted to pick the hot girl, you know, I'm single. I wanted to pick her. Uh, But there had to be more than just, these are the people you're playing with randomly pick one.
0: Well, I think um, something that may, I don't know how the amazing race does it, but um, we know through survivor that they actually go to Ponderosa before the game starts. And they're not allowed to talk to each other. Or, I mean, they should. They're not allowed to, even though they do and stuff like that. But they're not allowed to interact. Um, but first impressions can form that way so strongly, and you can say, well, I don't want so and so because they yelled at this random cleaning lady because she was standing in the way or something like that. Um, so maybe there is this type of situation where they were they saw each other beforehand and they're like oh, maybe Beck is like, Floyd looks like a really fun guy, and that's the kind of guy I want to be with for the race or something like that. I don't know. And I don't know how much they were told about who was going to be there, how many – there's a lot of unknowns, but I'm glad it worked out the way it did.
1: I'm going to tease something here. I said how this just fits the regular casting types of the Amazing Race. There's one team in here, if you listen to our old Amazing Race Oz show – You'll know that I had this thing with Kelsey and Joey who won season. What is see, I don't even know what season they won. This is the thing with them. Can you remind
0: me? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know the season numbers to who I just know You
1: were the defender of Kelsey and Joey. I,
0: I still love them. I just don't know what number season. Uh, like the numbers. Twenty seven, so unless it's a twist like blood versus water or something, I can't keep track of the numbers. See here's the funny like, thing I don't
1: know You could have told me okay who are the teams from C- team 27 i would say well that was justin and diana's season that was uh denise and james Earl's season that was uh uh who was the um paparazzi ones uh they always argued logan and chris uh but i can never remember kelsey and joey and that was kind of the ongoing thing in the amazing race season 12 and 20- 27 is that i never remembered who kelsey and joey were they would show up seven eight episodes in and i'd be like who are these people again and i was the only one who apparently didn't know who they were and since then i've seen them show up like you get these charity events and they're on the charity events i know our old oslet friend jimmy he posted a picture with them and Kristen, who used to be on the show with us was like hey do you know who this is and i legitimately had to think like who are these people there is a team on here that is my new kelsey and joy where every week i forget they're on there uh i'll leave it to you to predict who they are here if you want to give a preliminary prediction
0: um, i'm trying to rack through all the teams, people who are there um da, da, da. oh i know who you're talking about it's team lolo
1: yeah it's lolo now am i the only one who forgets they're there every single week
0: they're not getting a very strong edit and i'm wondering if that's because they're going kind of long term i.e amy and maya
1: i.e kelsey and joey
0: <laughs> yeah oh yeah true yeah but like the people that go really far but they're just not the most dynamic, or they're not like arguing, or they're not yeah, like, exactly. falling in love. So they're doing well. It's just not TV worthy. Yeah. Um,
1: before we move on, I guess, with uh, each individual leg here, from that first mix up of the teams and the team selections, do you have any memorable moments to stand out from you for how these teams got paired up?
0: Um, I thought it was so funny. That Ashton's like, oh god, don't pick me, don't pick me, don't pick me. I want the really hot guy or whatever. I don't remember what she said. And then vank's like, how about you? Yeah. (laughs) Like the exact opposite of what I wanted. Um, I thought that was really funny. And then I loved—I don't know how it makes sense or didn't even help—but the Jesse and Francesca Mm -hmm. having Phil drive them to the airport in that stupid hat. That was so funny, but so random.
1: Uh, not to mention, I'm pretty sure it was Jesse and Francesco were one. I can't remember which one. One of them was basically saying, it's like, boy, I sure hope I'm not on your team before they got picked. And then, of course, they <laughs> ended up as the last team picked where it was kind of yeah. chosen for them. It was just, oh, perfect, perfect timing for that. Uh, but they ended up being a fun team overall. We'll get into them in a bit. So, yeah, the first leg, I mean, it was basically the teams pairing up. And then, as you said, we get the added twist of, phil being able to drive uh jesse and francesca to the airport uh, but it
0: didn't even help they got in the second flight yeah but i mean come on
1: if you're on the amazing race and phil's driving you i mean at least you have bragging rights on that i was chauffeured by phil
0: yeah but then they didn't get help when they they were like they just kind of got out of luck on the flights this whole season like the two of them they got so screwed Mm -hmm. both times
1: um i guess the first thing we should talk about is the destination here. The first episode is always big for the destinations in Panama. I can't remember if we've been to Panama before. Do you know of any uh, seasons where they went to Panama?
0: No, No? I don't know, but I can (laughs) look it up.
1: You look it up and uh, I'll talk a little bit about Panama. So uh, I think this overall was a decent leg. Um, I liked the rowing challenge. I like that we're back to competitive things. I remember complaining all the way back in season 25 and then a little bit in season 26, it just seemed like these challenges were so easy that they were just having everybody breeze through them so they could, you know, make sure to fit everything and make it as even as possible. And I feel like, especially with this canoeing challenge, we're back to it being a lot harder right from the, right from the get go. And, uh, that other thing with the bow and arrow and shooting the fish, I mean, there was some good blunders in there. Uh, overall, I don't think it was the best first episode, but the fact that we had that added twist, of them choosing the teams. And half of this episode, really, if you think about it, was just these teams meeting up and, you know, oh, what are we going to call ourselves? And uh, was it um, uh, Brooke and uh, Scott who said they'd call themselves Team Will and Grace? And then a second later, we have, like, hashtag Team Brooke and Scott underneath. But that was the majority of the episode. Overall, I think it was a decent leg. Not the best premiere you've ever had, but you add in the twist in there, and I think it makes it
2: memorable.
0: I do have to say, um, I did find out the Panama thing, but I want to say something really first because you brought it up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The hashtags are so awful this season. Oh, yeah. Because they're so inconsistent. Because you have something like hashtag Team Lolo, which is like funny and cute, and then there's hashtag Brooklyn Scott. <laughs> like, why can they not make them all funny? And like, there's the hashtag the boys, which is stupid.
1: Hashtag Team she Fun. Is in... That's fun.
0: Yeah, it's... Team Fun was good. Lolo's good. And then you have some that Shamir and Sarah is the S&S Express. What does
1: that mean? And if you read it, it looks wrong. It looks like the Sand Sex Express. <laughs> yeah, what, it does not It doesn't read out. well. <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you. I mean, the hashtags are bad. Long hair, don't care. And that just came from a quote. I mean, somebody's got to be able to come up with something better than just the names of the characters, like Liz and Michael, hashtag Team Liz and Michael. I'm looking at it right now, and three teams just ended up having their names in there with an extra one hashtag team mom and dad uh and then team the boys i mean half of these teams the names are completely forgettable and the ones that are in there i don't know what swole sisters is what was hashtag swole sisters
0: just because they're big that's literally the only reason like there's no other reason yeah to have that they didn't reference it like there there's nothing like i it's so stupid.
1: <laughs> They've had better hashtags
0: in the past. I would rather them just be like all hashtag team blank and blank than all these like mixed. Yeah. Like like at least do them all interesting or all boring. Like yeah.
1: This. If you go with all names, at least we know who they are. Like Team Lolo I remember, but I struggle to think of what their real names are.
0: You just forget the ones that are going to end up winning. like. <laughs>
1: That's the indicator that they're going to win, is that if I completely forget who they are. Uh, but first leg, Panama, anything memorable stick out to you?
0: Okay, so for Panama, you asked where they were before.
1: Mm, oh, yeah.
0: Um, so they were there. The first time they were there was for the family edition, way back when.
1: Oh, I stopped watching that. That's why I don't remember.
0: <laughs> and then they were there during for the finale of season 19. I don't know what season that was, but they were there for season 19
1: barely remember that
0: (laughs) and that's all i have so far so this might be the third or fourth time that they've been there so it's not a very picked location Mm -hmm. which is surprising because it seems like such a popular place with such icons like the panama canal and stuff yeah um for the leg i thought it was so awful it was the worst leg out of all of them really just because literally everyone got lost driving and it was spent the entire time driving the team that was in last never got out of last Mm -hmm. and it was just i think the challenges were good it's just that like it didn't matter because jenny kevin were so far gone that there was no way they were getting unless it was a non-elimination there was no way they were coming back
1: yeah I, i think there's at least one other leg that I was less of a fan of than this but uh, I think I do agree with you I mean as I said I don't think it would have been that memorable but the twist does help Uh, do you want to talk about hashtag long hair don't care Kevin and Jen I thought it was appropriate when they got paired up and you know they seem to get along they seem like one of those teams that would be a team in real life and they also seem like one of those teams that would instantly be first out no question about it Uh, anything positive to say about them do you remember them
0: Um, yeah, I remember them, but they were just kind of vanilla, boring, um, Mm -hmm. they didn't really contribute much, they never even talked, like, we never even saw them interact with anyone else, ever. Um, they seemed like, out of all the teams, to care the least, so, not that surprising that they were eliminated, no kind of desire to run.
1: Yeah, no, that's the easiest way to sum them up, is they they were probably there because they thought this was the next, uh, blind dating season or something, but... Uh, not yeah not the best first boot team but they are an obvious first boot team uh, second leg Brazil this one was a lot better mostly for one person I mean we did have some good challenges in this one uh, I thought it was really I wish we could have seen more of it but the idea of having to assemble the band instruments from you know the uh, fridges and the tools and stuff like that that was great uh, this episode of course will <laughs> The most met remembered for uh, Shamir of Team Hashtag the Sans Express or <laughs> whatever they are. Uh, Shamir getting his balls caught in a, a harness going down the window. I don't know. Th- this I- I'm struggling to think of any moment in Amazing Race history where a person had a more diva-like moment than this. Uh, or maybe he was justified in, I don't know. Did you have any opinions on this?
0: <laughs> what do you think?
1: <laughs> I'm guessing you're exactly with me. Maybe going to be a leave, leave even a little bit harsher on him.
0: I think that it was so ridiculous because, one, like, I get that it's very painful, especially for men, to do that. Like, however, there was, like, seven other guys doing it, and we didn't hear a single complaint from anyone else. Mm-hmm. Like, not even in a confessional yet. It hurt, but I got over it. Like, nothing. Like, absolutely nothing. And then I was furious when I saw that he broke the window and there was no penalty. Yeah. That, like, that's like the equivalent of, like, crashing your car and, like, that's like a crime within the country. And then there was nothing for it. I was so mad that they were eliminated because of that.
1: I think what you said about Shamir makes sense. I thought he was a great character. And after the episode, I was hoping it would have lasted longer because I wanted to see more of these freakouts Uh, nobody else complained about this, and I also feel like I'd have to go back to watch the episode again, but I feel like he complained the second time, and when he brought this up in uh, the next episode or the one after that, I feel like he was saying, oh yeah, I went down the first time and it was really painful and everything, and then I went down a second time, they adjusted me and I was fine, but I swear he went down several times and still complained about it and that's why he had to go to the ambulance or whatever, uh, when everybody's saying, no, this You know, you should just keep going with this. It seemed like it was contradicting himself a little bit there, uh, but maybe I'm completely wrong on that. That's just the way I remember it. What I do love about this, though, is uh, the interaction with Phil at the end. Phil is not Jeff Probst. There are some things that Phil is great at. He is not great at conflict. We remember the awesome one with Shelley and Nisi arguing, and, you know, don't walk away, don't walk away. And even with Liz and Michael, he seemed to handle it better. Here was Shamir when he was... Basically, yeah, really funny, guys. You had me hanging up there by my balls. Phil got so uncomfortable, and he couldn't even speak, and he was stumbling on his words. It was one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen on The Amazing Race because I think his exact words were something like, well, um, okay, uh, I mean, are you are you okay to continue? <laughs> he just didn't even know what to say to him. I love that moment. I want to see more of Phil being put on the spot.
0: He was so over it. Mm-hmm. Well, You could tell that he was like, Done because I'm sure Bill's done that stuff before.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, I can oh, guarantee. Bill's done that all.
2: Yeah.
0: Bill's done every, like, not every challenge, but he's done every kind of rappelling and grappling and fishing and shoot. Like, he's done all these, like, general sports. <clears throat> so I feel like he was just done. Like, he just didn't want to deal with it because it was like, are you kidding me? Just get over it. Like, yeah. and I, I, he was just trying to, I think he was mainly concerned with the fact that Sarah was so visually uncomfortable by the whole situation and they're stuck together and there's no um, kind of way out like I just felt for her in that whole situation Um, I do have to give her credit though um, during that whole mishap when he was not having it Mm -hmm. and when the girls came up and she like directed them down the block and they listened to her I thought that was pretty good strategic play there
1: Yeah, um, I I think Phil, it it kind of summed up the entire audience. The audience was sitting there going, like, come on, like, this is a little bit too much. And last year I rappelled down one of the tallest buildings in the city here. And I have to say, those things, they do hurt after a while, especially if you are rappelling. But I can imagine if it was put on wrong, that maybe it would have really hurt him. But I swear, again, that he went down multiple times. So I don't know... Uh, if this was just him kind of being a baby about it. But, I mean, very memorable character, and this is one of those things where you put up two people together. Somebody's going to draw the short straw. Uh, unfortunately, it was Sarah. I feel bad for her because she kind of got stuck with a bad partner. Uh, there's no way he ever comes back for one of these shows before, but still very memorable. Uh, leg three, this one was Tanzania. Um, what would we have in this one here? Uh, this is going to be a added point.
0: This was the baskets one with the children and the school.
1: Ah, the school. Okay. <laughs> okay and so, I don't remember
0: the roadblock, so.
1: Yeah, the school, um, they got to meet kids at the school and learn local phrases. Not exactly the most exciting challenge. And uh, second one was they had the, the shopping uh, list with the ingredients they had to get for everything. Um, not the most memorable challenge overall the team that went home on this one was Seth and Olive, not the most memorable team. Overall, I feel like because of the environment, I have a more positive opinion of this episode, but just reading through what went on in this episode, I don't think it was that memorable. I don't think a lot of things stood out here for me.
0: Um, yeah, I do have to, th- I think because Seth and Olive left, it was kind of a very lull episode, because they are the team that probably got along the most, they understand each other the most, maybe with the exception of Becca and Floyd, Mm -hmm. Um, they're kind of the more, they're the most level headed people in the entire race. And the fact that there's a job, we're going to get it done, we're going to do it fast and effective. And like, they're they're not very dynamic. So I think that that's kind of a reason that it happened. Um, But we did have the exciting passport drama with Becca and Floyd. Yeah. Where they almost got eliminated because they didn't have their passports, which is a big deal. I was getting Justin and Zet uh Zet. What's his name? I,
1: I'm I have... I'm thinking of Amazing Race Canada, your favorite, Hamilton and um whatever his fiance's oh, name. I forgot was. about that. <laughs> You've nicknamed my baby Baby Hamilton and you forgot about Hamilton and his passport fiasco that cost him the race.
0: I kinda forgot. forgot it that's the Canada seasons aren't my first like go to. Maybe that's just because I'm not Canadian, but
1: Well they should be. It's better opinions <laughs> but yeah i i agree the passport thing was dramatic and that was a situation where we got even the team that is hashtag team fun they had their moment of blowing up at each other and that's what the and, past seasons have been missing
0: and phil had that what's the fun meter on it's like very low now <laughs> phil or whatever whatever they said <laughs>
1: Uh, I will agree with you Seth and Olive, they kind of were a boring team because they did get along and this is why a lot of the more recent seasons that tried mixing up with their casting and everything didn't work. um overall uh, I don't I don't know if I'll ever recognize Seth and Olive outside of the amazing race, but they're definitely not a uh, Kelsey and Joey team uh, because I think well, that I liked what they did on the race. Yeah. I liked their competitive. And-
0: Definitely. Well, I think it's because they're so similar that we kind of just forget about them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They're like almost the same profession, like police and firefighter, like those service people kind of blend together. But I do have to say, like, when I go on Facebook and, like, The Amazing Race is a little bit of sponsors, like watch The Amazing Race on CBS All Access or whatever. Yeah. The promo picture that I keep using, at least for what I see, is just Seth's cast picture. <laughs> and I'm getting really confused because, like, it's like nothing. It's literally just a horizontal version of his cast photo and I don't understand why him, I don't understand why that's the only image I see. It's just really confusing.
1: It's a castaways twist. They're coming back and they're going to end up winning.
0: Yeah. Is, is um, Seth and all going to be in the final tribal council or something? Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, leg four. Should we
0: also mention in leg two and three the amazing comeback from Liz and Michael?
1: Oh yeah, I can't believe we skipped over that.
0: Because they like went from the worst team, one of the worst teams in the show's history, Mm -hmm. like to like stellar athletes, especially because they're so shockingly like they are like true underdogs in the fact that you don't ever expect them to do well, except at what they're doing, like what they do in their real life.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean they should have been out in that first episode, and to come back and be able to be the number one team two weeks in a row I mean that's crazy and they've continued to perform well since then too and I I mean they had their arguments and everything there was the one week where they didn't do uh that great but I mean I would argue overall they're just as competitive if not more competitive than hashtag the boys and hashtag team fun uh I think those are probably the top three teams going into the second half of the season
0: you think that's the final three, or is that just no. a, like top three athletes? Yeah, I think those it?
1: are the ones that are most consistent. I, I think maybe only one of those teams is actually going to make the finale. Uh, but yeah, like those are the three that have performed the best in this first half of the season.
0: I, I feel, yeah, fair enough. Because I feel like um, Brook and Scott, Lolo, um, those two teams have been like kind of all over the board and that we've seen them perform well, we've seen them perform poorly, but I think that, yeah, I agree as you're saying that the other teams are far more consistent in their performances.
1: And we're always going to get that one team in the finals that really shouldn't be there, that did kind of just get by. I'm thinking that might be Brooke and Scott. I mean, we'll we'll talk about it a little more on the end here, but I'm kind of getting the vibe that they're going to be the team that slips into the finale and maybe they'll be... Uh, surprise winners, even um, the ones that just anger all the fans that they made it there. Uh, we should also mention, you know, before we head into talking about Brooke and Scott, <laughs> that uh, which episode was it? The the one where he was on the building that that was like his biggest fear, and that's going to come up, uh, I think, in the next one or two episodes here about him and his fear of heights versus some of the things that we see her do. Uh, that's going to be a fun team to talk about in a little bit here. Leg 4, Episode 4, still in Tanzania. This one's probably my favorite of all the episodes here. It had really great challenges and good drama all around and some of my favorite character moments from all the different teams. Uh, best things in here, one of the most impossible challenges. So is what I was saying about how I like that they're bringing some uh competition back to the amazing race that it's difficult to complete a lot of these things the one where they were searching through all the drawers and i mean it really just came down to are you smart enough to realize that there's hidden drawers in here and even when other teams started guessing it you know they kept you know going on um was this also the episode or am i thinking of another one where they had the uh hooks in the water and um was it uh team mom and dad
0: no, that was the next
1: episode. Okay, yeah. So we'll get to that one in a second. Another one of my favorite episodes. But yeah, this one with the uh, the, the keys and everything, or the, the drawers, and uh, one of the more difficult challenges as well, at least for one person here, making a ladle out of sheet metal. <laughs> uh, this was Brooke's shining moment. <laughs> After she, I believe she even talked up in the past episode that when Scott was able to conquer his fear of heights, that it was because she was cheering him on, and here she is, not able to punch the holes through the sheet metal, which I'm sure it's difficult, and I'm not even knocking, you know, different people have different strengths, and if upper body strength isn't her thing, it's just how upset she got. I mean, that instantly made her one of my favorite characters on the show, because it got so dramatic, and you can see Scott, who's afraid of heights, just almost rolling his eyes at times, being like, you know, I kind of liked her in the first few episodes, but now I'm thinking that, Uh, here's the team uh, if anybody remembers this season six adam and rebecca (laughs) when i first saw brooke and scott i'm like oh great they're like you know uh, a non-dating adam and rebecca and i assumed that scott was going to be the adam the the guy whose mommy clips his toenails who just cries every time he does everything and that she's just there rolling her eyes like i can just do this all myself if you'll let me and it ended up being the complete other way around that this guy afraid of heights is just like, why did I get stuck with this woman? I love this team, uh, mostly because of these colossal failures they have.
0: I think it's interesting, um, because the first episode where we saw this, like, dislike for each other, not even dislike, but just, like, disagreements, was when Scott was, he, she forced him to do the window washing. Mm -hmm. Um... And now I think that they're doing it to each other purposefully um, because she has no upper body strength and he's afraid of heights. And she's made him do both of the heights (laughs) roadblocks and he's made her do two of the physical um, arm, like upper body challenges Mm. in making that ladle and then rock climbing later on in the Milan episode. So I think they're doing it to each other now where I think it's more of not necessarily a dislike for each other but they're just like brother and sister egging each other on any opportunity they
1: can get yeah no i completely agree this is the team i more than anybody want on here i mean them along with bank and ashton which uh did we, wh- which was the episode that had the first u-turn did we even cover that
0: that was the seth and Olive elimination all right we'll we get, didn't talk about that
1: well, okay. so here we're, we're like oh this was such a boring episode i can't remember anything about it and of course once we're done talking about it like, oh yeah it had that moment in it we'll, we'll get around to that because it'll come up again but yeah, I mean, Van and Ashton and Brooke and Scott, the dysfunctional teams, these are the ones that I want to talk to you on the show. Uh, if you're listening, we will have you on here. Uh, <laughs> you must be I our Oz listeners. Yeah. <laughs> All of the Oz Network listeners. Uh, but yeah, I, I love dysfunctional teams like this, and I completely agree with you. It, it it makes no sense for them to be doing the challenges they're doing at this point. And yet, it doesn't seem like either of them are fighting each other. Like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. But yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, the team that went home in this one was Shamir and Sarah. Um, Was there, they they didn't even complete their challenge. I mean, (laughs) I I guess the last time we saw a season like this was season, uh, was it season 26 where I swear every single episode, it was so obvious who was going home because there was always one team that was way too far behind. I guess that's happening again here. Uh, this was so obvious they couldn't even complete the challenge and this has happened many times before but uh, they weren't even in this I mean, they they had no shot I don't think they ever really worked together as a team but they were still fun, it was great to watch her squirm and it was great to watch him think that the entire world revolves around him
0: well I'm getting like major flashbacks to not as severe or not as intense because they weren't doing it as long but major flashbacks to Lena and Christy I don't remember what season number I'm awful at the numbers I'll um, have to Google them. That was when she did the hay bales, and she was there for hours and hours. Oh and yeah, hours and never got the clue.
1: Mm-hmm. The sisters, yeah. I think this is
0: a, yeah. This is a little less drastic in the fact that he's been hadn't done it for hours. But um, I was getting major flashbacks when Phil showing up to like the challenges and saying everyone's here, you're eliminated. <laughs> Um, that's just a really iconic one. Or the um,
1: Guidos in season one. I'm sorry, the race is officially over for everybody else in the finale. Oh God, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then, he, do you remember, this, this is a random team, but when they never even got to the destination, um, one of the teams, like it was like third eliminated team, they never made it. Their flights were just so late, they never made it. No. And they arrived at the airport, and Phil's like, everyone checked in days ago.
1: <laughs> See, these these seasons lately they're they're doing everything they can to prevent that from happening but i don't think they realize that that makes it entertaining i mean i know that i said this was predictable but i love to see things like this so that you know that this isn't just some perfectly scripted show that these unpredictable things happen i mean that that helps make the show interesting
0: i think we need the variety because mm-hmm. um, as you said in 26 it felt kind of like all right whoever was last before isn't last now okay there was not a lot of changing yeah and I don't like when you can't change it up. Like, cause I'm thinking as the perspective of a competitor, and you wouldn't want, um, like, I wouldn't want, just because I came in ninth the leg before, doesn't mean I want to be eliminated next. Like, no, I want to win next, you know? And so I think if there's, like, a bit of variety where the teams are all close together, and it could be anyone, when there's also, like, you didn't, plan, you didn't plan your flights well, or you didn't plan doing the challenges well, so you're behind because you messed up mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So I like the variety a lot.
1: Uh, the next leg is probably the other one that's uh, up there as my favorite. Uh, I don't know. It, this one might be hard to beat. I, whenever we used to cover this week by week, we would always complain when it was a non-elimination leg. I feel like this was one non-elimination that actually worked better for the episode. It made it more dramatic. It made it more enjoyable. Uh, mostly about how it all went down. But uh, uh, a lot of stuff happened in uh, Lake 5 here when they went to Norway. Um, The biggest thing being (laughs) one of the most annoying challenges ever, the troll search. Oh, these chants or songs or whatever they were doing over and over again. I was just like, I'd never want to hear this again. I was afraid I was going to wake up in the middle of the night hearing this and just see these creepy little trolls. But such a fun challenge. uh, Seeing the Liz and Michael arguing over the compass, which is funny because... They argued quite a bit in this episode, and generally he was right, but how he went about communicating it with her was wrong. When she was trying to say, well, this is the way it says north, he goes, no, but the piece of paper is not a compass. He was actually right with that. It's just she was having trouble communicating. You know, I'm not talking about directions here. I'm talking about where we are based on the landmarks, but she's communica- communicated to him as if this is a compass, and he's like, an N on a piece of paper is not a compass. It was just... Great disagreement with them for a team that got along so well up until this point. They played and they interacted like a team that had been married for like ten years. I loved it. Uh, and this was, as you said, the one with the fishing hook challenge where uh, who was it? It was um, uh, team mom and dad. Mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> where it's another one of these moments where you're just like, have you ever watched the show before? They find a hook that is yellow and red. It is the color of the Amazing Race clues and they're like oh wait but we found a second one so this can't be it and it's like no that means it is it and then she's like well but that doesn't make sense he goes we're not the only ones who are getting clues here this was the episode where almost everybody fell apart which is one of the reasons I think it made it so good that it was kind of a nomination or as we talked about beforehand this isn't technically nomination this was like you're still racing and we didn't really find out about that until the end there but uh, fantastic one here uh, the, the skydiving was great you know we had hashtag team fun saying we want to go through this without even using our express pass and they go for the fast forward and they get the fast forward and somehow still only come in third place I mean it was just so good Uh, everything about this episode was great this is hands down I'm gonna say it now that we've gone over it hands down my favorite episode of the season
0: you said that on three different I said it twice
1: (laughs) I said it twice are you sure yes it was episode three and this one Okay. And now I'm saying it's this one. I'm making a decision. This is called being decisive.
0: All right. Um, so about the episode, um, I was a little annoyed that they went for the fast forward. Just a little bit. Because I'm like, you already have the Express Pass. Use it.
1: But, but then I mean, after
0: hearing them explain it, it made sense. I'm like, yeah. they don't have to use it. And no one has to know. Like, no one has to put a target on them because they had it Yeah. in a deal. Even though it was random. Like, no one had to know that they were holding this like because i feel like some teams would be like well why don't you use it on me when you we were close and like i feel like people would try and leverage it against them and try and u-turn them or something especially because they are a strong team yeah um and then what was the other thing that were you talking uh liz and michael <laughs> oh yeah yeah i think they were both right i just don't think they realized that they were both right yeah at the same time because like, I agree with you're saying, he's like, no, the paper isn't north, like, it doesn't matter where you point it, like, it doesn't meet in anything. But she was saying, look, the landmark's right there, so I know which way we're going.
1: It was really and, the, like, the same thing with, I mean, the reason they came in last was them driving up instead of walking. And that's another situation where, again, they were both right. It, she was saying, well, obviously you can get up there because they have a parking garage, and he's like, well, obviously all the other teams are running, I mean, that's probably the quicker way to go and in the end, her her idea of taking to the parking garage didn't work out but at the same time obviously there was a way to get there, they just didn't find it, so it is funny, like what you're saying it's completely true, they're both right every time they disagree, it's just they don't know how to communicate what they're saying to the other
0: person and they were both unwilling to change, I think the biggest issue, they were unwilling to change on their, like what they had in their head Mm -hmm. like he was so set on like park here, we're going to find a way through an elevator, I'm not going to run. And he was so unwilling to make the trek. Yeah. That, and and then back to the map, he was so unwilling to say, or, no, sorry, back to the map, back to, like, after the insert, at the beginning of the next leg, he was so unwilling to say that he was wrong at, at first. He was saying, well, you're calling me names, and you're saying that, I, <laughs> like, and, like, when Bill was like is that your fault and he's like well no I, it was just a bat. it was both of us and she's like well no it's not and it's like you have to find your own fault first and yeah, neither exactly. of them were doing that like they weren't admitting that they had did something wrong eventually they made up but like um and then the, oh the lore thing that was what I was going to talk about that was so stupid I'm wondering how many of these people know the show and how many people don't because mm-hmm. that's I'm guessing it was like a Exhaustion thing because like they're like not thinking straight about it because I'm like what do we do with this? I think they were that was because that was their first non-clue right. Mm -hmm. And the fact that because I used to do this more frequently where they would just get an object and they're like there's your destination.
1: Yeah, well
0: they do that a lot with pit stops.
1: They're making it overall more challenging in the season because there was that and then also the Freddie Mercury weird you know puzzle thing they had to figure out in the the past one where a lot of teams just aren't getting it and. I think I would lean more towards it being, you know, the the show trying to trick you a little bit, and not so much of well, they just don't watch the show.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
1: Also, we had it was a cool visual. I mean, it didn't amount to much, but when they had to climb up that pallet-built tower that they just set on fire at the end of the challenge, that was pretty cool.
0: I was so glad we got the 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 flash forward of that. Mm -hmm. That was so cool to see. I was so glad they showed that.
1: Yeah, um, Which means they had
0: to stay there and wait to film that. But um...
1: Well, I mean, if, if Shamir and Sarah were still racing, they probably would have been waiting for them. Uh, yeah. So yeah, as we said, this wasn't technically non-elimination, and uh, what they had was, oh, you're still racing. We haven't actually officially had a non-elimination in this one. And when you look at the amount of episodes that are left, I'm not sure that we're going to have maybe more as many as we've had in past seasons. Um, but... As they continue racing, uh, this past week's episode, we get to go to Italy. And this is what I was saying earlier about how it's kind of a toss-up for me is the least favorite episode. I loved the locations in this episode. I thought the challenges were dreadful. Um, I barely cared about most of the team's interactions in this one. Because even Bank and Ashton were getting along, which just made this boring the only thing that really worked out was the whole U-turn thing, which we forgot to talk about earlier. But the first U-turn was so much more dramatic. This one was just so obvious. And uh, uh, I don't know. I, I think I would have liked this episode a lot more if this was a week earlier and Bank and Ashton were still at each other's throats.
0: Yeah, I think so. It was kind of very all, like, friendly and stuff, except for the obvious, like, everyone versus Bank and Ashton. you mm-hmm. that the head came out of nowhere. It felt very... I see it, like I can see where everyone felt like I can I can pick it, I can read it from the show. But like it made no sense. It came out of left field. Um What I was gonna say about the oh yeah, the U turn. I'm not happy that they eliminated the one U turn only. Like mm-hmm. you could only U turn once in the season or yield as it used to be. Um yeah. once in a season and once you do it you're done. Um I don't like that because then like Tara and Joey could have done it twice. Mm -hmm. They chose not to, which I think was smart, but like, I don't like the the fact that whoever's there can U-turn at any time, any point, no matter how many times they've done, I don't, it just gets annoying. Kind of, I think there's a bit more social interaction when you have to only use it once and you have to play it smart.
1: And on a season like this, where everybody's kind of strangers, um, I can see why they did that like they wanted people to use the U-turn but it seems in both U-turns it kind of worked out the opposite way where so many people were just like no nah, I don't need to use the U-turn it's like when they first introduced it and everybody was too nervous to do it uh, but that first one like we didn't even talk about it we can talk about it now as we're talking about Vank and Ashton probably the most memorable team from the season uh, even though there's no reason they should be but the situation with the uh, the first U-turn and uh, the, the boys and the argument with Vank and Ashton like that's one of the most memorable scenes of this entire season and i feel like if you were scripting this show it would have led to something a little bit more dramatic in this episode it ended up just being as you said well everybody's gonna u-turn bank and ashton so it was way too obvious and there was no drama because bank and ashton decided to start getting along which they even mentioned it's like well you guys are finally clicking
0: yeah i don't know what there must be more that we didn't see between Matt and Redmond and Bank and Ashton mm-hmm. because the feud seemed to like bubble tr- start over this like flight agreement they had way back when but it didn't really feel like super like strong like it felt like you 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 betrayed us we betrayed you whatever we're done and then yeah. all of a sudden it's like built so much strong, stronger since then I, I don't get it
2: mm-hmm. but I do
0: have to say their feud was pretty entertaining like Matt and Rinden, are you scared? Are you scared? And like Banks like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I, don't know. I just thought that their interactions were pretty great. I think that was, a me- that was a memorable chunk of this first half of the season, for sure.
1: Yeah, so overall, bank and Ashton, we've talked about them probably more than everybody else. Um, they were the team that didn't really want to be together. Uh, who knows why? <laughs> um, see, I-, I said this beforehand. I forget which one is Vank and which one's Ashton because they're both kind of Unusual names. Which one is which?
0: Vank is the guy, and then Ashton is the female. Okay.
1: So who knows why Vank said, I'm going to pick Ashton. I'd love to go back and watch the first episode to figure it out. But he did, regardless. And as the team started clicking, they just completely failed in the race. Um, I love that. Uh, their team. But did, did they fail?
2: Well,
0: I mean, because they... they got like second and third. They were doing well. Like, when the they were last... arguing.
1: Yeah. I'm they saying argued. when. Yeah,
0: but they did well. Like it's. I think the difference between Vank and Ashton and Brooke and Scott. Is that Vank and Ashton were actually a strong duo? Like they had they had strengths, they had weaknesses, but they worked it out. Whereas Brooke and Scott are just like struggling every episode. But to what get I'm through it.
1: What I'm saying is Vank and Ashton in this episode they were getting along, and uh, Ashton was being nice to Vank, which is probably the, the only time it happened in this whole episode. Maybe it was because they did know they were going home. But yeah, he just, that was it. From the from the viewership <laughs> point of view. It's almost like they're telling us, well, as soon as these two actually started getting along and working together, then they failed. (laughs) They were doing well beforehand. I mean, they came in second in in one leg. I mean, that's crazy.
0: They came in, like, third when they... um, Either second one episode, and then third the next episode. Mm -hmm. Early, like, in that second and third episode after Liz and Michael were doing well. Yeah. So they were, like, good competitors. I think that it was just toward the end they had their... It, they're arguing just kind of overtook the, that one leg with the doors. Mm-hmm. I think that like disagreement just kind of threw the whole game off for them and it put them behind and then the U-turn just nailed in the coffin.
1: So the second half of the season still to come. Um, we'll talk really quickly about the teams that are left here. Let's start with <laughs> Mike Kelsey and Joey of the year, Team Lolo, London and Logan. Uh, I mean, the only thing I really have to say on them is that it's not like I dislike them. Every time they show them, I'm like, "Oh yeah, they seem kind of fun." And then I don't see them again for the rest of the episode. They they have probably about you know 60 seconds of screen time every single week. Um, I I don't think that uh, they're they probably are going all the way to the end. Let's be honest. Uh, this is going to be Kelsey and Joey all over again. But they're a team that just maybe like Seth and Olive. They just get along so well that it makes them uninteresting. And this is a season where we're finally getting disagreements and arguments again and that's the reason why they're kind of getting lost in the shuffle
0: would it surprise you if i said that i love them no
1: that would be very like you to love logan and london
0: i love them oh no (laughs) i think they may be my favorite team
1: are you doing this just to be predictable
0: (laughs) no i'm doing this because i love them
1: what do you love about lolo
0: First off, I love the hashtag. I think it's probably the best one. It's the only good one.
1: It's definitely be better fair. than the Sansexpress.
0: Yeah, or Team Mom and Dad. Like, <laughs> I think it's actually a good one. I think it's clever. Um, but I just love... I think they're actually kind of funny. Like, We don't get a lot from them, but there are some funny moments that um, they do get. Um, I can't remember specifically, but when um, they got on the ferry, and when... Um, London's like where's Shamir and Sarah and they're like they're not here and she's like freaking out and I think that there's some of these funny moments that they get between the two of them and then just overall in the race that just really endear me to them
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm hoping that we get a standout episode I'm hoping it's not one of these things where it's like oh they're getting all the airtime and they're gonna go home I hope that they like get airtime and they're doing well because they've been doing okay like they're not weaken any challenges it's just situationally they're kind of falling back
2: well
1: and let's be honest if you go back to season 27 um the pops i always forget their name the paparazzi team logan the other logan and um chris they were non-existent for the first half of the season we were talking about how boring they were and then the second half of the season like they really came out as big personalities so maybe now that Vank and ashton are gone and Shamir and Sarah are gone, there will be more time for them to be developed. And I don't disagree with you. I do think whenever we do see them, they're fun. It's just, we see them so little that I honestly couldn't care less. Uh, Moving on, let's talk about Brooke and Scott. Uh, Maybe my favorite, I'd say second favorite all around team just because I love the dysfunctional teams. Uh, I love this past week, like you said, where she had to do the climbing and again, completely freaked out. I love that when he had to conquer his fears, he didn't really complain about it much, but she gave herself credit for him making it through. Uh, They're such a fun team, and I I can't wait to see uh, some type of montage put together of them from beginning to end, because it seemed like the first few weeks they were just loving each other. You know, she was even like, oh, you're just like my roommate. And now it's almost like they're just like, I can't stand this person for a minute longer. Uh, I'm really hoping they go far in this game. Uh, I'm not sure if they will or not, but they're probably the most overall entertaining.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm mixed on them. I do like them a lot of the times, and then I'm like, ugh, shut up, Brooke. (laughs) Half the time, I'm I'm a little over it just because it's all we're getting. Like, it's every single episode, there's something that she's just not happy with, and I'm just like, I'm just kind of done with hearing it every episode, like I don't think I would I could not gel with her at all. I mean we may have we may be like friendly, but I just would be so annoyed if I was with her all the time. Um
1: that's gonna be an just, interesting I you gave me an idea for an interesting game before the end. So if I forget then just remind me.
0: Okay. Um it's just been like there's something every episode like she hurt her shoulder or not her shoulder, her elbow or something that one episode and she's like, I can't do anything <laughs> And then, well, she's like, because my elbow, you have to do the, the windows. And it's, like, something after another and after another and after another. It's just, I'm waiting for her to be, like, a breakout, like, athlete or something and just do something really well. And, like, and then, then I'll be like, there we go. That's something that I'm supportive of. But right now, I like Scott. Just not so much Brooke.
1: Is it fair to say that she's kind of a not-so-mean-and-nasty version of Flo from season three.
0: I'm getting more of a Blair and Haley here than a Flo and Zach.
1: See, I got more of a Haley thing from Vank and Ashton. Um, I, I think, I also, as I said, they remind me of Adam and Rebecca. I almost see her as a cross between Flo and Adam.
0: <laughs> the only reason I say a Haley and Blair is because Vank and Ashton's issues have been, like, kind of really more subdued in the fact that they're just Kind of more quietly disagreeing,
2: mm-hmm.
0: not that it's like whispers, but just like more contained. Whereas Haley was like very explosive throughout the whole season, and it like well toward the beginning two thirds of it. Um, but she was ex- vocal like during like running and this and that and the other thing. Whereas I feel like Benkinash is more quiet, but I feel like Brooke and Scott are arguing the whole time, where everyone's acknowledging it too that's why i kind of relate the two to the two of them together
1: i mean we're mentioning memorable teams one way or the other so uh i think they're like
0: getting their legacy in there like their report card is filling up so
1: yeah uh liz and michael we talked a lot about them anything to add on them that hasn't been said already i think they were a team where when uh i think it was mike uh he picked her And it kind of just made sense. We're like, well, of course this team's going to end up together. But uh, they they haven't disappointed as far as being competitive. I would love for them to make the finals. I would love for them to win this whole thing. That would be great. I was kind of saying the same thing with Mike and Rochelle. And they remind me a little bit of Mike and Rochelle. But, uh, yeah, not much to add as we've talked so much about them already.
0: I don't really have much. I'm surprised at how well they're doing. Um, I was glad to see that they had their um, issues I hate when all the like I hate when everyone's just like gets along the whole time or doesn't get along the whole time. I want some like some change in their relationship. So I'm glad that we saw a little bit more from them recently.
1: Uh Tara and Joey, hashtag team, mom and dad. Not the biggest personalities, but again, kinda like what you were saying with Lolo, I feel like they're the same. Whenever we do see them, they're fun. Uh they're not like huge personalities, but they're fun and they're a team again like Liz and Michael that makes sense. Uh, And I definitely see them potentially being in the end. I don't know if they can go the whole way, but uh, I I like that we have an older team that's doing well in here. And the fact that they chose each other because we are the oldest people, you know, why don't we play to our strengths here? Uh, They have a lot of experience and that could work out for them. Um, Definitely we're seeing more screen time from them than Lolo, but uh, not my favorite team, but overall, I think one that could definitely go all the way.
0: I like them. Um they're pretty neutral for me though. Um I do like that they're they do have a little bit more attitude to them
2: mm-hmm. than I
0: thought they would. Like I love recently like I think it was in the it was the door episode where like they're always like I'm just giving her everything and throwing it at her and she's like she's taking it and throwing it right back and and I love that they're like kind of getting into each other but they understand because they're older they can work through it really easily. Yeah. So I like I like that they're a lot more feistier than i imagine them to be
1: and how about the most predictable amazing race casting here if there's one team that was picked by the producers it was hashtag the boys matt and redmond they're the same team we see all the time the all-male team that's super competitive uh maybe a little bit douchey uh but overall dominating the race probably won't win in the end but almost guaranteed to make the finals uh they had to have been plans by the producer i'm thinking
0: um, yeah, I feel like we always see them but I feel like we always see we kind of always they're just like naturally occurring things that happen in the world. Um just because we always kind of see a really like a strong female team and then we see a really strong male team. So it kind of happens all the time. But so far the male teams they they do well, but they never have been winning recently. Yeah. Like um Brody and Kurt from the last season um tanner and josh before them and so i feel like they made they may i feel like they could be one of the teams that does make it to the end um they seem like a pretty fair team balanced team but i am a bit nervous because those teams have not done typically well in recent seasons
1: and i don't dislike them at all i i think that people are sometimes too hard on these all-male teams because they are super competitive. I like the competitive teams. I feel like the more competitive you are, the more I'm going to identify you on the amazing race. But it's just, it's a team we've seen so many times and in a season where we could have had endless combinations of who ends up with who, it just, it seems like something we've seen a million times before. You kind of said the same thing. We're left with team hashtag fun, or backwards, they're dyslexic pronunciation of that. Hashtag team fun, Becca and Floyd. As I said at the beginning, the team that you couldn't have picked a better two people to go together. They must have had some interactions. The fun meter hilarious. I thought after the first 10 minutes of seeing them that I was going to be so annoyed with them. I'm like, you know, maybe they have one or two funny moments, but by halfway through the season, by the whole end of the season, I'm just going to be done with them. I'm not done with them. I wish we saw more of them. Uh, they're by far my favorite team, uh, definitely ahead of even Brooke and Scott. Uh, and I liked when they did fight and I'd love to see even more of that but this is one of those rare teams you usually have a team where when they're fighting they're great Matt and Dana they were like my favorite team because of their fighting and this is a team where it's like they're great because they're hilarious to watching it like Ken and Gerard I love because they were fun this is like a team that actually bridges both of those worlds they're great when they're getting along and they're great when they're arguing and I'm hoping we'll see more arguments as we go forward
0: yeah, I, I like that point. Um, I didn't really think about it, but they're good when they're mad. And they're good when they're happy. They're good when they're not like nothing. I like I like them all around, and I think they work so well together. Um, I don't think either of them would perform as well if they were not with each other. If mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, like I could see them if like Kevin was with Floyd or Kevin was with Becca. Just Kevin was a random <laughs> example.
1: <laughs> Ke- Kevin, they're gonna be last place. That's all we know. <laughs> but I
0: just see them like losing. Whereas now that they're, since they're together, I can only, I see them winning Mm -hmm. where I just don't see that in any other kind of combination. So I'm glad they're together. I'm wondering if they're going to fall. I feel like they could be the, the, the quote unquote all male team that doesn't do well just because they've kind of done the best out of all the teams. So I feel like they may be the ones that fall short. Who knows?
1: Let's quickly go through this just right off the top of your head uh if you had a perfect world what would be your final three teams you want to see and then what are the final three teams that you think will end up being I'll kind of give mine really quickly here my top three teams I want to see are basically my favorite teams Beck and Floyd Brooke and Scott and Liz and Michael that would be my ideal top three what I actually think is going to happen is I think we're going to get Matt and Redmond in the finals as we always do and they won't win we'll get Brooke and Scott in there and I think we're going to get London and Logan and Team Lolo probably will win. You've convinced me of that now that I'm comparing them to, uh, I forgot their names again, K- Kels- K- Kelsey? Kelsey and Joey. Kelsey yeah. and Joey. If you put their pictures in front of me, I would not recognize them.
0: Okay, so for mine, what I want is London and Logan, Brooke and Scott, and Beck and Floyd. What I think will happen is I think it will be Matt and Redmond, uh, Liz and Michael, and Tara and Joey in the final
1: three. Tara and Joey would be great if they made the final three. I, I, I know they're not that old, but I mean, the casting has changed in these shows so much. I just remember the days when Terry and Ian made the finals. It was like, wow, people that old made the finals. In all honesty, Tara and Joey, they're, you know, probably, what, their late 40s or something like that? But that's kind of the 2017 version of Terry, Terry and Ian, so...
0: Well, they uh, feel old, because this is a really young cast. It's very they young, cast yeah. really young this season, so I think that that's why they look so much older. Mm-hmm. Just because normally... I don't think they cast normally this young, but I think for an all-new, random, random people season, they had to do that.
1: So last little game here we play, we'll do this really quickly as well. Um... This is the season where you got to pick your own partners. Let's go through it. You can base it on whatever you... You can base it on what you've seen all the way up until this point. I'll let you pick three people, but give me them in order. Who would be your top three choices if you were picking a partner from this season?
0: Can I add an add-on to this game? Sure. Who would be the least... Like, we don't have to do the bottom three, but the last person that we'd want. Oh, there we go.
1: That's a good one, yeah.
0: So you have the top three and then the last person that we would want. Yeah. Um... My oh you have been giving me enough time. I haven't, been thought, I haven't thought about this.
1: All right, I'm, um, I'm going to start off by saying I think Matt and Redmond pairing up makes sense. You should go for another strong male. Having said that, when they chose each other, I turned to my wife and I said I would never do that because for this reason, you know there will be a dancing challenge by the end of the season, and I don't want to be dancing with a man with a beard. So for that reason, there is no way I ever pick a strong male to be my teammate on here. Um, Having said that, if I had to pick, uh, I think my number one probably would be Brooke because I would see that she would just be hilarious and a bit of a disaster. I probably would have also picked her expecting that she would be a little bit more physical because she looks more athletic than I'm guessing she is. But she probably would have been my first pick. Uh, And having seen the entire season, she probably still would be my first pick. You said you wouldn't get along with her. She'd probably drive me nuts, but I'd also be laughing the whole time. So I'd go with Brooke as my number one. And my other two choices would be Beck and Floyd, because you can tell just instantly. It doesn't matter if you lose, you're going to at least have a blast. So if I end up having to dance with a man, I'd rather dance with Floyd, I guess. Uh, I'll save my worst pick for last. Uh, You go with, if you have them, your top three that you would pick.
0: Okay. I don't have, like, like a one. Like, I'm just going to give you the top three, not necessarily in any order, because I don't have an order. I'd probably pick Logan, because I see him as... A strong guy but I see him as someone who could do puzzles or see him as someone who could do a lot of different challenges whereas I don't see that with Matt or Redmond.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: maybe that's just like stereotyping or whatever but I just see Logan as a more like middle <laughs> has, of the
1: road he looks like he has a brain unlike Matt and
0: Redman <laughs> hey, I, don't, I don't know what it is but I see Logan as like a little bit more a little bit more beta to the other two mm-hmm. um, so I'd probably pick uh, Logan would be one of the top three um I may surprisingly go for Olive. I see Olive is a good person to pick. Um because I feel like she may make, make up for some of the physicalities that I may not have. <laughs> she has like probably a lot of good body upper body strength so. Mm-hmm. Um and then lastly um cuz it's a little bit difficult cuz I'd want to say Brooke just because I agree that like she looks so much stronger than she actually is. Yeah. So if I was there, I would probably pick her. But no, if, after seeing the season, I would not pick her. <laughs> um, so for the last one, I'm just going to go with... I'm going to go with Joey. No, not Joey. Um, I'm going to go with the Jesse or Francesca, one of those two. Uh,
1: strangely enough, Jesse and Francesca probably would have been two of my other choices. Uh <laughs> Um, along with Tara and Joey, uh, just to have a very different team. If I'm going for my last pick, I mean, it basically comes down to two people. I'm either not, uh, under any circumstances, not picking, I'm sorry to say it, Ashton. Ashton's the guy, right?
0: No, Vank. Okay,
1: Vank. I'm sorry. (laughs) I can't tell who Kelsey and Joey are, and I can't tell the difference between Vank and Ashton. Uh, There's something wrong with me. Uh, Vank, I'm sorry to say it, but I don't think anybody watches this and says that guy's my first choice, so he'd probably be my last choice. Uh, if there's another one that I'm going to choose last, sorry to say, but it would also be Michael, just because I wouldn't expect him to have done this well. Having seen the season, uh, I would definitely pick Michael like in a second.
0: Yeah, I feel like you feel the same way about Michael. I do about Brooke. Like, or... In opposite ways. Yeah. Like the exact opposite. Sorry. Because um, you're like, oh, I wouldn't pick him. But now I would. And I thought maybe I would pick her, but now I wouldn't. Um, and I feel that Brooke would be in that kind of category for me at the bottom tier. I would also throw in um, Kevin and Jen. <laughs> Not necessarily because of how bad they did, but I just don't see me ever getting to a situation where I would pick either of them. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't pick Liz. Um, although I, they, some of these people have proven themselves. And there was one more that I was going to add.
1: Shamir? Oh, I probably
0: wouldn't pick, she Shamir at all.
1: <laughs> okay, let's, yeah, we, we should say if we've watched this season and Shamir is not our bottom choice, then there's something wrong with us. We're kind of yeah. combining the two things here. Yeah, I agree with you. If we've seen this season, Shamir is last picked. If this is All-Stars, nobody's going with Shamir. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are fair picks overall. Uh, I guess going forward, we should say again, what we're going to be doing. If I had a perfect situation, perfect scenario, perfect time, which I don't really have, uh, I would cover this every single week because I'm enjoying the season a lot more than I thought I would. Having said that, what we're likely to do is cover it once more before the finale, probably, you know, the final episode before the finale, and then we'll do a final episode, uh, recap and, you know in the future amazing race canada if we have time to cover that it would be great next season amazing race may end up being the same thing here but i mean it's not bad to just catch up halfway through the season and uh give our predictions along the way so we hope everybody enjoyed it and we hope you actually remembered uh some of these episodes as well as we did uh rossi thank you for coming back on here your second appearance on the oz network you are now two episodes ahead of one of our four hosts who is yet to make an appearance on the oz network so good for you
0: perfect thanks for having me
1: and you will be back again because i can't find anybody else to talk about the amazing race with at this point (laughs) who's still watching maybe the ratings aren't as good but uh join us again and uh keep listening to the survivor episodes ben has uh a great guest who's been on the show before who's always entertaining uh coming up this week i'm hoping as long as he doesn't cancel so i won't give away the name just in case he does cancel but he's great and i've talked to him before and the last time he was on the show i did the recap with him and it was fantastic and uh let's just say it is dan foley he'll be back on survivor this week uh as well as nip tuck coverage continues third watch coverage continues uh hoping to get an episode out after this weekend for guardians of the galaxy stay tuned lots of stuff on the as oz network not the as network the oz network <laughs> uh until next time uh, i am colin and thank you for joining us and hashtag team lolo for life